0: 702. Weekend breakfast with Rufilwe Mpakanyane. Email her on Rufilwe M at 702.co.za. And uh, we talk to Anna Torpedo at this time of the show, talking all things food, culinary, and nutrition related in this instance. Uh, Anna is an author and she's an anthropologist and um, a, a chef as well. And I love the lovely observations and tidbits that she brings us every morning. And today's one is uh, no exception. Good morning, Anna. Hello, hello. So today we're talking the Rex Union Orange season. Um, and yeah. tell us more about the Rex Union Orange, specific and unique to South Africa with a very, very interesting backstory.
1: Okay, so Rex Union is a varietal of orange that you only find in South Africa, that actually you only find in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. So, um it, is, it was created in the 1840s by a man called George Wellington Rex the mm-hmm. Third, and the Third bit is important. Keep that in mind because. What follows is quite a complicated tale. Sure, <laughs> you know that, that what's about the story of the <laughs> Rex Union is that it's a bit of history, it's a bit of sociology, it's a bit of food, and ultimately, it's about economics and politics in the modern day. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But so we have this varietal of orange; it's completely unique to South Africa. Um, that was created in the 1840s by a, a man whose family legend is that. The British King George III, um, the legend is he had an illegitimate son whose name was George Rex, who married a Quaker woman. Mm -hmm. And they got married and the king disapproved, so they came to the Cape. Okay. that that's the story. So all the people whose surname is Rex in South Africa, they know that story. They say they descended from British royalty, etc. They did some genetic testing in 2004 and they've discovered that that's not actually true. Oh, uh, um, sorry, guys. <laughs> but what is true is actually at least as interesting and tells you a, an awful lot about South African society at the Cape at the time, mm-hmm. which is that the real story is that George Rex Sr. came to South Africa. He was a British entrepreneur that he settled around Nisner, that he owned 33 slaves, and that he married one of those slaves. Mm. That her name was um, Johanna van der Karp, and she had nine children with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. One of those children is George Rex the Third, who was the orange guy. Okay. Okay, so... Mm. That's who the Rex family are descended from. That, um, so George Rex III, who is the son of the farmer and his wife, who was a former slave, mm. uh, he grew up and he became a doctor and a hunter. And in this instance, what's most notable is he was a friend of Paul Kruger. And Kruger loved him so much that he granted him land just outside Rustenburg at a farm called Boschfontein. Mm-hmm. And some people say that's where the Kruger Millions are hidden, but, you know, there's been lots of digging around there and nobody's ever found anything. So I think, again, like the royalty story, it's probably not true. Mm-hmm. But so George Rex III has this farm outside Rustenburg. And what he does do that's really exciting there is he crosses an orange with a grapefruit. And I know that that, like... It, Maybe only I think that's exciting, but everybody ought to think it's exciting because what he creates is this magnificent orange that makes the best marmalade—quite literally the best marmalade in the world—that it's absolutely perfect for making marmalade. Sure. Yeah. So the Rex Union orange is this completely unique sort of Rustenberg-y orange that, you know, for you know nearly a century was all over the world considered to be the best marmalade orange and what's happened is that marmalade has somehow fallen out of favor and is not trendy and i was um, going to i was going to
0: stop you right there and talk ask you to talk about that because i honest to goodness, have not had marmalade since I was having breakfast in my grandma's kitchen long, long, long time ago. And I've never even thought to grab it off the shelf and buy
1: buy it. No, 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 you must, you must. And, you, you know, if you're just in the supermarket, you know, you must pick the one that says Seville orange marmalade because that is, you know, decently sort of bitter. Because I think the reason that marmalade has fallen out of favor is that our palates with industrial farming have got so kind of infantile that we like things that are sweet and salty and we've lost the ability to recognize that bitter can be a magnificent taste. Mm. In fact, we don't even really have a word for it anymore that says that that's a a good thing.
0: The word is ugh.
1: Yeah, whereas, you know, I I mean, all sorts of things, olives, truffles, marmalade, uh, chicory, they all have a kind of bitter element rocket that we, you know, that, that human palates used to appreciate much more mm. than they do. So people have decided that they like jam and that they're less keen on marmalade. And this is why modern people are very foolish. Mm. But so gradually the poor Rex Union orange got less and less fashionable. And that gradually there were fewer and fewer trees and the the trees were older and older so they were at the end of their fruiting life and then you know that that there are a couple of real food heroes in johannesburg and one of them is a man whose name is brian dick and he is involved with slow food johannesburg and he decided that he loved the rex union orange and specifically that he loved rex union orange marmalade okay yeah so he Put this kind of major campaign. It was like the equivalent of saving the pandas, the sort of endangered orange. Um, into the, getting the Rex Union recognised as an international arc food within the slow food movement. Into getting people to understand how special this orchard was. Yeah. and you know he's he's really done it. It's you know it's over a decade now, but that orchard in outside Rustenburg has gone from being this thing that the farm couldn't really see any value in, where the trees were old, where, you know, maybe we should just cut it all down, to being a thing of real kind of national pride and prestige. Yeah, yeah. And every year, at around this time, the Slow Food Johannesburg, they organise a picking trip to Boschfontein, and you can go to the orchard and pick your own and imagine you're there with the Kruger Millions and it's all wonderful. And of course, this year, nobody can go anywhere. Mm. So... But- but there's a caveat, Beautiful. Anna.
0: We might you might not be able to go on the picking trip, right? But you can uh, enjoy <laughs> this. Uh, you yes. can enjoy the Rex uh, in a very specific way, um, and and this is pertinent because as we ease into level three of lockdown, yeah. this finally all comes together and makes sense. Tell me about the Primal Gin Distillery and their work with the Rex Union, uh, the Rex Union Orange.
1: Well, first of all, just very, very quickly, is that if you want to buy a bag of the oranges, if you go to the Cheese Gourmet, they've got some now. They are ninety-five rand of, for an eight-kilogram bag. You should phone eight 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 five three eight four because people will snap them up. So that's if you want the oranges, and they are damn fine. If you are wanting to have the most wonderful kind of level three hurrah, we've arrived moment and a Rex Union moment at the same time. Primal Gin Distillery, who are based at Victoria Yard. They make a Rex Union infused gin, which is just so gorgeous that um, they are seriously good. They're proper distillers. They make their own neutral spirit. You know, the way lots of distillers just like buy I've actually visited kind of them. Rubbish. I visited
0: them for the first time in January. And it was such an interesting experience to see young entrepreneurs, uh, you know, doing their own thing, creating their own product from end to finish right there in, in a lovely uh, venue like exactly. Victoria Yards. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And they are interested in the way that gin interacts with indigenous and heritage ingredients. And one of the gins Mm -hmm. they make is a Rex Union infused gin. And it is just beyond marvelous. And you can order it if you, you know, they've got a website, primaldistillery.com, and you could order it in time for level three. And it just seems to me that, you know, the Rex Union, we've got a, a small farm, in outside Rustenburg, we've got a small shop in the form of the cheese gourmet we've mm. got a small distiller. These are distinct levels in the value chain and right now, anybody who's got any money it would you know the patriotic thing to do is to spend it on south african produced ingredients and product and you know this is a way that we i can't think of anything more patriotic that people could do this morning if they have any money than eat a Rex Union orange. (laughs) Buy and eat a Rex Union orange. And on Monday, have a Rex Union gin. (laughs) Wouldn't that be lovely?
0: Anna Trepita, I couldn't have said it better. And thank you so much for that little tidbit and a slice of our history. We'll catch up again next week. Thank you. All right. 7.48, you're listening to the Saturday edition of Weekend Breakfast. Very, very shortly, uh, speaking of supporting local, we will be talking to uh, a South African business owner and um, how his company has been able to pivot, change, track, adapt during lockdown and during this time of COVID-19.